KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and well, yeah, okay, close enough. Uh, this is Scott Mosby. Home improvement is today's topic. Everything around your home, your office, your building, anything you're responsible for or wish to be comfortable in or around. Phone lines for you, 10 of them, wide open, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120-800-925-1120. The topic for today is you, whatever you like. Uh, 10 phone lines, Mike Miller in earlier for the X Garden Hotline. Great things happening throughout the day. It's a little bit overcast, gloomy, a little chilly maybe. We're not an outside day today, but we'll talk about that and more averted a little bit of uh, big weather, although the ice was a lot of fun. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I suspect we'll be talking perhaps about some cold rooms in your house, perhaps a little bit of ventilation, cold air, cold draft, windows, doors, light fixtures, any of your outlets leaking cold air when the wind blows in the Chileville when the uh, weather changes. Uh, we've got two hours today to talk about that and more. Uh, I'll announce a few seminars for uh industry topics around kitchen and bath seminars, things like that, places you can go to learn. And any of your favorite topics, products, methods, questions, answers, favorite furnace filters, maybe we'll talk about that. While we're indoors this much, it's very important to have and monitor our indoor air quality because we bring uh, in and out and in and out as we come back and forth. And the more salt and residue that goes on the roads from MoDOT and IDOT, Illinois Department of Transportation, that dust comes to the cars, into our garage, and tracks into the house. So that's where the air filtration matters and where basically um, forced air systems kind of have a nice leg up on radiant heat. Radiant heat, the various methods of warming our bodies, warming our homes, I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about geothermal heat pumps, resistance electric heat, we'll get into gas, propane, some of those things are various ways to heat our homes. Not a lot to talk about today in cooling. Uh, For the cooling uh, service, when you want to cool your house, open the door, open the window. It'll chill off right away. Ask me. I like fresh air and I've opened up the windows and doors. (laughs) Boy, howdy, it gets quick, quick, cold. Home Improvement, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. I have a surprise guest in the studio, actually a friend that uh, no longer lives in St. Louis. The two of us uh, were sharing um, some sort of a beverage, and we started talking about what do you like and miss about St. Louis being away. So today's topic for two hours is what do you love most about St. Louis? With me this morning is Tom Stegman. Tom, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Scott. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Uh, happy to be uh, in St. Louis and all those goody things. Uh, you and I uh, socially uh, cross paths sometime on a trip when uh, uh, you visited and uh, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here, and it's a little cloudier than where it is back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we invented that. 
Tom, uh, tell me your history. Why are, uh, you describe yourself as a St. Louisan. Uh, your career took you all over the country. And, and uh, uh, who are you? Where did you come from? Wow, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Let's see. Well, before anyone asks, I went to Lutheran North. There we go. That's so the one. That establishes you now know everything about me you need to know. <laughs> so grew up in beautiful Jennings yeah. and uh, went to Lutheran North, went to Washington U, got some degrees there, yeah. and immediately got on I-70 and headed west, lived in Kansas City several years, then went further west to Denver, and uh, they kicked me out of there, so then went off to the Bay Area and the West Coast for 15, 16 years, and uh, now residing in beautiful Arizona. Really? Interesting. Well, uh, St. Louis, uh, so tell me, uh, we got into restaurants, food, where did you go to high school, uh, all sorts of things. What are some of the things that top your list of, uh, you know, what do you miss most? Toasted ravioli. Really? Well, that you was right there. You can't get it anywhere else in the world. They act like they have it, but they don't really. Really? It's not the same. Not the same. And well, when I grew up, it was Maria and Son on South Kings Highway. That's yeah, whose yeah. toasted ravioli you ate. That's still, I think, the one. It was nice. Toasted ravioli, Ted Drew's, Crown Candy. All the, You notice my all the things I remember about St. Louis <laughs> focus on food. <laughs> all right. Just a graphic for those of you. Tom is not round. He is generally a normal human shape. So you wouldn't know it from talking about food here. But uh, you uh, chime in as we go through the the show here. Uh, callers, you know, bring in your callers about home improvement. We're going to do the question and answer format. But tell me what you like most about St. Louis. Tom and I certainly have enjoyed ourselves uh, describing the crispiness of toasted ravioli. <laughs> yes, that's right. Did you ever know? Yeah, well, it's anyway. just not the same anywhere else, Scott. It's not really. What is? Does anything come close? In- no. Occasionally, you'll get. They call it toasted ravioli, but it'll be filled with, and I hate to say this, cheese. When we all know it should be filled with a meat mixture like they would do at Ragazzi's or Salas or one of those wonderful places on the hill. Well, you were, uh, where have you been to eat here recently and locally? What? well, I go to all those places I just mentioned. <laughs> I guess that's how we got into that uh, conversation. Usually we get off the plane and we hit the uh, Steak and Shake there near the airport. And then uh, there's at least one or two visits to um, to White Castle uh-huh. because that is a local delicacy. And, of course, you can't be there without going to Gus's Pretzels. Ooh. And it is scary for a guy who's been gone 30, 40 years. Wow. I still know all the foods. <laughs> Well, what what I like about St. Louis is uh, uh, the things stay constant, and I yes. and I enjoy that. I I, I enjoy. It. I'm a St. Louis boy, born and bred, still here. So, anyway, I love it. Will it you is, visit with us? I will. And and uh, any of you out there, don't take my advice. <laughs> I have that on good authority, too. Tom Stegman, St. Louisan, uh, uh, on sabbatical here, uh, visiting in studio today. Phone lines for you. This still is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, I promise. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Some of the things about the heating and cooling, I'll get throughout that. We will talk about the heating methods, uh, and I'll I'll give you some of the byproducts 
things of ways to go about the geothermal heat pumps, those sorts of things. We can talk about thermostats. Uh, uh, Tom may be a, a rather uh, authoritative uh, on uh, remote thermostats. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see if Mr. Stegman knows a little bit about that. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. This is Tom Stegman, guest Scott Mosby at your service right here on CamoX. We'll be back for more after this. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, welcome back. Scott Mosby, Tom Stegman, guest in studio. We are live and lively, 50,000 watts, lots of things to talk about, heating and cooling, filters, whatever, all sorts of things to keep us comfortable, safe, healthy, and warm. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Fire them up. Bosco, my uh, pet gerbil on the treadmill, turning out 50,000 watts. Uh, phones are hot and ready. Let's talk to my friend Cindy. Cindy, good morning. Thanks for getting us started here on KMOX. How can I help? Good morning, Scott. Um, I am spending my winter days planning summer projects, and we have an issue with a house in South City. A previous owner installed um, applied AstroTurf over the front entry steps. Um, it's pretty much just form-fitted to it now. The glue is not holding it on, but I wanted to see what the best way was to, after removal of the AstroTurf, either to try to take the glue off, if I should paint it, or what my options are for a good product, you know, a good look after I remove the AstroTurf. Uh, I don't have any good, re- real good news for you here, Cindy. Uh, most of the adhesive uh, soaks into the pores of the concrete, so you actually have adhesive and adhesive residue, which will t- discolor and color that concrete for years. Uh, it, it basically, remove the uh, AstroTurf, uh, scrape off whatever you can of the uh, adhesive, and grind the rest away, which will completely deface uh, the uh, concrete. Uh, so you will be left with recoating or capping with some sort of an overlay, whether it's an acrylic or an epoxy. Uh, and, and with that, anybody that you hire to do that would be responsible for their own substrate preparation. Because that's, you know, as a consumer, you don't really know how, what, why, or when. They need to be responsible for that and the warranty. So I would actually... Uh, um, you know, pull that carpet off, get the services in to, to look at it and decide which one you want to go with. But the problem is the adhesive still is subject to the same f- freeze-thaw on the carpet as your overlay will. So every three to five years or six years, depending on how deep, cold, and harsh the winters are, then you'll have to recoat, recap, or seal something on whatever coating you put on those front steps. All right. What type of a contractor would do that type of work? Um, well, there's a there's a kind of a pebble overlay. Um, just look at concrete overlay um, and acrylic. Uh, we've got several companies in in the office that we refer people to. You're welcome to call Mosby Building Arts, and uh, we'll give you the name of a couple of companies that we use. Uh, it's okay. just important that once you do it. It's kind of like painting your your stairs. You are into the maintenance cycle of coating, recoating, scraping, touching up uh, different layers of thicknesses. It just kind of is what it is with you know the winters that we have. Right. Would it be make sense to get a price point on just removing the stairs and repouring them? I mean, is that 
Yes, a, I a would. potential option? I would because that's a 30-year solution. So, uh, okay. again, uh, and the recoding by the time you go through all that, um, it uh, uh, it has, you know, every three to five years or you bite the bullet, spend two to three times that amount of money, but you're done. Then you're just, you know, sealing the concrete. And when you replace the concrete, you can get stamped concrete. You can get exposed aggregate where the rock, you know, surfaces and colors show through, uh, you know, but anything other than white concrete does come with maintenance. So the prettier anything is the more maintenance it is it just like cosmetics when you're going out for a formal evening sometimes it requires a little touch-up during the evening while you're gone same thing with a beautiful porch or driveway patio you know so you know women ask me these questions i said ladies i think you're uh, more of an expert on maintaining a wonderful look than i am so sounds great thank you so much scott okay cindy thanks for the call bye now bye Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Some of the things, uh, my method, my language, my way is just really to tie things down to a very simple analogy. I like to compare it to maintenance. Uh, For example, uh, selecting paint colors. I often get uh, questions about how will I know the best paint color or how do you pick a paint color. We've got uh, new colors that are part of the, you know, Color Institute that every year comes up with, okay, here are the new um, 2020 colors of the year. Well, you know, 1998 colors of the year were very similar to the 2020, you know, so I mean, no matter where you go, there you are, uh, those sorts of things. But in color selections, uh, I also bring that back to ladies and cosmetics because you walk into a cosmetic store and they look at your skin tone, hair color, eye color, uh, all of that. And they know, those ladies know, because in their colorizations, likewise, in interior decorating, painters, decorators, basically, you work with what you have, and you bring out the good features, and you soften, hide, or muffle the not-so-good features. So I propose that, uh, frankly, uh, cosmetic users are are more fluent in colorization than uh, they know, frankly. And, And most of the time, when we get called as, Mosby as designers to come, we more or less listen very well to what colors and note what people already have in their home because by the time you know they've been around and had a home for some years, they've already kind of found what's comfortable, what's um, them. Uh, so I, I th- it's kind of funny on that. Anyway, uh, 314 436-7900, 436-7900, 800-925-1120. Phone calls wide open for you. Bring on your favorite call, topic, whatever. I had promised that we're going to talk about heating and cooling, uh, and thermostats are a completely different topic. But let me uh, give you a primary. You, you all know we're in a great gas town. used to be Laclede Gas. Now it's Spire. Um, but anyway, Natural gas is uh, a natural thing that occurs uh, underground, so it's kind of a byproduct of drilling for oil, which happens around the U.S. uh, throughout. So natural gas is a hot heat. It comes out of the register at a higher temperature than 
electric. So resistance heat, which you have on, you know, just that little space heater you have in your home every now and again. Everybody's had one at a time, one time or another. Uh, and it heats up an element. The element glows and it gives off a byproduct of heat. Well, uh, that's exactly what electric heat is. So think of a big heat strip inside of an air handler or furnace, if you will. So that's a direct short, if you will. Uh, and that's what uses the current to make electric resistance heat, whether it's a space heater, uh, you know, a quartz heater is still resistance heat, um, that sort of thing there. Then uh, you've got a heat pump, which, well, uh, let me back off. Okay, now you've got propane or a uh, heavier fuel, but it is a little bit different uh, in how the gas is actually managed, how the building code uh, uh, addresses that, but it's effectively a hot heat, and it's usually delivered by trucks. It's a portable heat in that to where you have a tank outside. Um, Spire delivers through uh, gas pipes under the ground, and that's where, if you look at your Spire gas bill, it'll say delivery charge, you know, 20 or $30. Well, that's to pay for and main, pay for and maintain all those pipes that, you know, have a shelf life and require maintenance. So that's the natural gas and propane type gas heat. Very hot, forced air typically. It can be a radiant heat, steam heat, or hot water heat. I'll get into that in a little bit because that's the heat method. Radiant is a way to deliver the heat to you and I, and that heats things. Forced air is the way to heat the air and then move that air and deliver it to you and I. But it's not the source of heat. Anyway, so much to talk about. I promise I won't give you big chunks of this stuff at any one time. We're probably over that amount right now. Um, uh, again, with me, I still have Tom Stegman. I've got him chained to the studio here. He's not really going anywhere for a while. Tom, were you ever, uh, as a resident of St. Louis um, and long time away, uh, were you ever a gooey butter cake aficionado in St. Louis? Yes, and I, of course, you know, that whole list of things, you know, it has the two, my two favorite words, gooey and butter so therefore it's good so sure enjoyed that and i remember there was a place downtown when i was a little boy my parents we'd go to and i can't remember the name of that was like a cafeteria could have been miss hullings or something like that back in the day most of the places i remember uh have been torn down and replaced with a strip mall by now. <laughs> yeah, which are having their time to be replaced <laughs> yes. as well. So, I, You had a commercial for the Fox Theater on yeah. just a moment ago, and I remember when it was a movie theater. Really? And we go down and see movies at the Fox Theater and the Ambassador mm-hmm. and the St. Louis so, yeah, back in the day. Now, uh, one of our uh, good times, we're, we're not that far apart in age, uh, Tom being much younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> we got into it over the arena. So if you don't mind, when we come back after this break, I want to chat a little bit about the marina or the arena, r- arena bowl. Oh, my. Pulled that one out. Yeah, Tom was responding. Anyway, we had a good time talking over St. Louis here. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We are talking about favorite things about St. Louis, but we're still talking about your house. And if you don't call and ask me some questions, I'm going to go on endlessly about heating and cooling and forced air, geothermal, BTU. You know, so save me. Save me. 314-436-7900. 800-925-1120. Tom Stegman, Scott Mosby, at your service here on KMOX.
Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together. Scott Mosby with a guest in studio, Tom Stegman. We are here at your service, live and lively, phone lines up and abound. Uh, let's go talk to my friend Bob. Bob, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? Hello, Bob. Yes. I had a pipe break on my second floor of my house, and it flooded my kitchen downstairs. It ruined the cabinets and the floor. And I've got your people coming out Monday. How should I handle it to the insurance company? They have they have sent out somebody out here. They spent all this past week drying the whole thing out. And anyway, they did a perfect job on that. Now I need to rebuild up kitchen and floor. And I'm going to replace the rugs and that in the, the room. So uh, what's your advice on handling that? It's a, a very good insurance company, but anyway, I need some advice on how to handle that. Well, I'm going to go up to about 30,000 feet, and I'm going to kind of tell you how the structure of all this is. Um, um the insurance companies are mitigating their risk and limiting their loss, um, they, you will find that most companies that you bring in, including Mosby Building Art, will be more than the insurance company is willing to pay. The insurance companies have a list of contractors that they have uh, prearranged, if you will, um, but the service level is of those contracts. Since they define how much overhead staff and services they're willing to pay for as the insurance company, the companies that do and thrive in insurance work, their level of service is different because they just can't pay for the people to do all those things. Um, so you will find that it will be very difficult not to use an insurance company approved contractor and it will come out in the pricing. Um, sometimes you'll find that you're willing to pay that difference and sometimes you will not. But uh, the issue is you will be very involved in an insurance claim um, because you as the consumer will fulfill some of these customer service roles that are not funded under the insurance model uh, and we used to do a good bit of insurance work and we still occasionally are um, doing that for our own customers but the issue becomes that you will be faced with a premium charge over that insurance service or not and and here's kinda how it works out it, it's a bureaucracy so paper is one of the products for the insurance company uh, even from their adjusters their adjusters to the supervisors on up to the decision makers uh, in that company and so you prove to me what the loss is so there's an enormous amount of resource that goes into paperwork reporting um, uh, claiming reissuing claims uh, change orders uh, re and re-estimating and such that most good companies just don't do <laughs> uh, they'd rather spend that time on uh, interfacing with the client uh, so and, and uh, it sounds it's just different. Uh, it's not good or bad. It's just different. Uh, there is a, an estimating system that most of the insurance companies use that have come under scrutiny by state attorneys general as price fixing. So they do all. They really won't 
do anything unless it comes through this method of estimating. Um, it's called Xactimate. Uh, some insurance companies have their own proprietary as well, and the, and the contractors have to buy into those unit costs before they will be approved by the company. So just be aware that uh, at a time when you're emotionally dealing with this, um, the structure of insurance claims can be difficult, and excelling in insurance claim work uh, really does kind of come down by the brand names because you need to be a bureaucracy as a remodeling and repair company um, to deal with the paperwork uh, model of insurance. How's that for a soliloquy? <laughs> well, I got your people coming out. Monday at 12:30 and I'm very willing to pay more to have it fixed because your company is very reputable and and uh and I don't mind paying a premium but I mean I just want the job done right. Yeah. So you yeah. think you could handle that? <laughs> oh yeah, we do. I mean, we do quite a bit of insurance uh work, but it 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 winds up being a lot of renegotiation uh because here's how this works. Um the insurance company pays you. You then pay the contractor. But the insurance company sets the price. So the conversation of how much it costs is a triad to where there's no direct accountability or truly exchange. They say, well, just work it out with the adjuster, which takes the you know the customer out of the loop while pricing is being negotiated. Well, you can't negotiate price without discussing service level. In my world, you see what I mean? So anyway, yep. just a, a long term. I just want you to know you'll hear this from our rep at Mosby Building Arts as well, Rob or Bob. So, you know, just beware. It's a different world. Once you're into insurance claims, it's it it is not uh, it's a three part contract, not a two part contract, even though legally it's just you and the insurance company. Well, that person is coming out Monday, and, and, and he will probably explain that to me and get into detail. So thank you very much for your information. Bob, very much so. Good luck. Uh, we'll help you anyway, uh, whether we're part of that transaction or not. So uh, we're, we're there with you either way. Thank you. All right, Bob. Take care. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, again, it, sometimes I like being around as long as I have and, and traveling and being throughout the nation with various companies. Uh, we talk about insurance work. We talk about the various things. Uh, and, and likewise, as Bob was describing, he had water damage. Well, drying out a structure is not a remodeling company. That is a water, I mean, that's an instant response emergency service. So the way the insurance company handled that is, is far and above the best way because they call out the guys that literally dehumidify, uh, can try, you know, instantly they generally uh, will remove the carpet, dispose of the carpet depending on how long or how many days. And being St. Louis where humidity rules, uh, it's a big deal. So just be aware it is a different um, construction remodeling relationship with an insurance claim that it is on just Mr. and Mrs. Consumer talking to Mr. and Mrs. Contractor. Uh, let's go see what's happening with my friend Don. Hey, Don, Scott Mosby here. How can I help, sir? Hi, Scott. I've used your company. Can you hear me? I sure can. Good morning, friend. Good. I've used your company, company many times. You've already done a fantastic job. But now I've got... I've, 
uh, I think squirrels are something in the attic. You can hear them every now and then. And I'm wondering if you guys can, can come out and do that or if you can recommend a good, reliable company. That, uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Again, kind of like water management, squirrels in the attic. That's uh, uh, we used to get involved because we had an infrared thermal gun, so we'd be called out by Holpers and uh, you know uh, various companies like Rottler to come shoot for the warm bodies in the wall, basically. But you had to get them pretty quick. Uh, so I would refer you to Rottler Pest Control, uh, Holpers Pest and Animal Solution. Th- those are the guys that uh, number one. Anybody can get them out of your wall, or anybody can't. Basically, you rip the wall apart, uh, pull out the fireplace, whatever it is. It's not a fun thing on that. Uh, the advice you're going to find out is you either rip the wall apart or you just let them die, stink, and deal with it as it is. But where the pest guys are so much better than we are, uh, we know where to find them coming in, and we know how to kind of... Um, uh, kind of seal them out, but then they just move over five feet, chew through your roof, and do it again. And that's where Rottler and uh, Holpers are, are just good companies. They, okay, here's how these critters think. This is what they're trying to do. This is what they're going to do next. This is how we're going to go at it. Uh, some of this is trial and error, so you're going to find a partner in this. But uh, I would guide you to one of those uh, really wildlife companies because basically you go from um, remodeling, repair, uh, and seal up and home fixer guy to, all right, we're into little game hunter, and we're going to we're going to bring our big guns in just to find those little squirrels. So it's almost a whole different world. Uh, we called uh, <clears throat> one one company, Critter Control. Can uh-huh. you uh, recommend them? Uh, I don't have any direct relationship with Critter Control. So uh, I, I will say they, they generally mostly know what they're doing. The problem is they're going to be, you know, some of them are a per head. So it's like a bounty, like the squirrels are, or, you know, a lot of this, um, anyway, it's like $90 a head. Well, I, I will tell you that, you know, uh, last summer we took 15 of them out of our yard, you know, and that was in two weeks. So uh-huh. that could have been $1,500. Anyway, just be aware how the charge system is with that. But that's check uh, capturing and taking them off site is different than how do I keep them out of my house. One company told me that uh, I'll have to ha- I have to have uh, all of my insulation ripped out, a new in- insulation rip uh, put in, and that'll be like about six thousand dollars. Yeah, well, that because of the waste, they get up in there, they defecate, they leave their uh, droppings and and scat and such. So uh, just be really happy you don't have raccoons. Those are nasty big creatures, and they leave. Anyway, so uh, we get involved in vacuuming that out. I will say stick your head up in the attic and you make a judgment for yourself because from a biological standpoint, that's the right answer is, yeah, you have animal feces up in the attic. We need to get that stuff out. Uh, I would put that money to sealing the ceiling, uh, you know, the actual drywall plaster ceiling in your house. Seal that so the air from inside your home doesn't exchange with the air in your attic in any way. I would spend $4,000 on that before I'd spend 6000 and on vacuuming out my insulin, unless it's really bad. Uh, so you're getting the right answer, but you have to, as a consumer, make the judgment for yourself. You know, how much money is this worth to me? Yeah. 
do squirrels? Uh, I've heard squirrels will eat your electric, uh, electric wires. Is that yes, dangerous? They will. Uh, do they? Do they? Yes, they do. Um, uh, not. Uh, it's like. Uh, um, yeah, they their teeth grow, so they need to gnaw on something. They if the wires are close by their nest or where they are, they will eat your wires. Uh, so that's so getting them um, out of there and keeping them out of there is number one. Uh, you, and I would if I was sealing up my attic, I'd seal up the attic before I did any insulation work, and wait two or three months and see if they come back because those things generally it takes sometimes two or three tries to really get rid of them you know so i don't think i'd rewire or do the insulation thing until i was sure i had fixed the real problem which is those critters coming into your attic yeah one company said uh, they found some uh entrance ways in the in the roof and that yeah. they're going to replace some of the things there yeah and that's where uh, that's where uh, construction quality comes from, frankly, because at Mosby Building Arts, we it's our responsibility to button it, tighten things up, as my father used to call it, blue screw and tattoo. By golly, you want that house tight from the critters or else they'll have other problems that is not trade quality related. And that just gets to doing a good and thorough job. And some companies do a better job than others being aware that, Boy, if I don't seal up these two, three places, we're going to have mice, squirrels, or maybe raccoons. And once they yeah. come, they go home, they come back. They're territorial. They return to that territory. All right. Well, thank you very much, Scott. Yes, sir. Glad to help. And uh, good luck, man. You're in the big leagues here, Don. Thank you. All right. Take care. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We're going to take a short pause for this and be right back for more on University of KMOX. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together, home improvement, lots of things happening here. Uh, let's get going and uh, go right to the phones and talk to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Welcome. How can I help, sir? Hey, Scott, I've got a water question basement. Uh, my daughter recently bought a house in South County, a ranch. Um, looks like the previous owner has a sump pump put in and on. Um, they went on one side wall and about two-thirds of the front wall. You can see where they cut out the concrete and hooked up the piping to that, but they stopped at that point. Now, she has gotten a little bit of water further down where they did not put this, so I have two questions. One is, can they extend that by coming in? And this this basement is totally unfinished, so it, it, there's mm -hmm. nothing to be ruined by, by coming in. There's no walls up or anything. And the second question is, I noticed that along where they did this, right along where the wall meets the um, floor, there's a little bit of like a plastic cove molding or something and wondering what that's for. Okay. Um, how far up the, the wall does that plastic cove molding come? Oh, it's only about, it's only about an inch. What color is it? Well, it's painted um, with whatever they painted the floor with. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really touch I I should know what it is, but I don't know if it's plastic or something that... Almost like if it is there something that tries to channel that if there's any yeah. water that comes in or anything. Yeah, there actually the Helitech product is called a, a hydroway and it sticks up a little bit because here's the reality: you've got water coming in. Number one, your first question is, can I extend it? The answer is yes. Uh, depending upon the size of the house and the basement and the terrain outside, you may or may not find it just as easy to add another a second sump pit and pump. 
because uh, as you get further and further away, uh, then the water. Anyway, you'll 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 deal with that. But uh, oftentimes, it's just as easy to put in a second system as it is to connect to the existing. Uh, the product that you're looking at, the reason that and similar products are is uh, you'll find there's a plastic sheet that. Uh, frankly, it's FRP fibered reinpo- reinforced panel, and I know several of the uh, uh, strategies are to put this plastic membrane over the multiple cracks. So if you've got a really bad foundation, they basically build a gutter uh, to collect the water coming through you know, the really messed up wall gather it down into that uh, gathering system and then sump pump it out of the house. Uh, I suspect what you're looking at um, may be uh, the hydroway uh, system because it you know once it goes in you generally don't have problems if you don't do the whole house the problem with some of these are um, that similar products like that it's like the Dutch boy you know when you plug your finger in the hole that that doesn't stop the water pressure and mother nature is undefeated so sooner or later she's going to figure out a way to equalize those pressures well the soil is saturated outside and your basement is open and dry on the end well mother nature just you know everything goes from high concentration to low so that's why leaks come into basements because they're they're low grade and they have holes all over the place because it's not a boat it's not a submarine it's a basement designed to hold up a structure okay so the water that's in that cove is it just come down to that cove and then channel out that way into the sump or does it go down into the pipe no it goes down it has well sometimes though like the hydroway is itself the channel that carries the water Uh, pipe and rock systems are very different in how they work and how they collect Uh, and sometimes uh, if there's water that comes down the wall or a backup or movement you know that hydroway is kind of set up for that Uh, okay because i and i I may have failed to mention but the concrete is you can see where they did cut into the concrete about a foot or so all the way around and put new concrete down. So I'm assuming there's also a, the pipe under there that goes into the, the drain, whatever you want to call it, that goes into the sump pump also. Yeah, it could be, but it, it could be just gravel, depending on how that system engineering and design is laid out. I think out. I saw the pipes going into the sump pump. So yeah. or the pipe. Okay. And then once it goes into the sump pump, they have a very good system, and it moves it out to the street, which is great, yeah. which is what I'm trying to do is get it away from the house. So, yeah. okay, thank you for your information. You bet. Take care and good luck. All right. Mike there with waterproofing and basement. Uh, just remember, water goes from high concentration to low. Heat and energy, cold likewise, Mother Nature tries to equalize everything. And, you know, that's why things leak. You know, that's why, um, you know, our warm ho- houses try to get cold. Uh, basically, the heat escapes. Heat is energy. Cold is absence of energy. So it's rather than the cold coming in, I- I- the actual you know, physics of it is how do you keep the warm energy from escaping or keeping things uh, warm. Uh, anyway, Tom Stegman with me here. Tom, we've just got about 30 seconds. Uh, uh, another thing that you love about St. Louis that uh, you just just miss. Oh, pardon me. Let me turn you on there. Okay. I like the old arena. Oh. That was a fun place to watch hockey. But then again, I remember before the Blues, when I think and Somebody will correct me or not, but I thought we had the farm team for the Chicago Blackhawks when the arena was way 
many, many years ago before the lighting, uh, good lighting was put in. And uh, that was exciting to sit there with just chicken wire between you and the puck. <laughs> so the, the, the good old days weren't always so good, were they? No, no. I, you know, if you're in town tonight is the, uh, you know, hockey, uh, you know, all-star game right here in, in the loo. So you can go tonight. And you notice everything I remember is torn down. <laughs> There's nothing left of my childhood in St. Louis. Will you stick around a little bit more then? Sure. Thanks. Tom Stegman, guest here in studio. Scott Mosby, KMOX. Stay tuned. Hour number two coming up. And then after that, the business of family business right here on University of KMOX.